up, everybody? How are you doing? How are you living? We are here to preview week 10 of the NFL season. But before we do that, we need to give a thanks to all of our veterans who have served and are currently serving our great country because we are recording on Veterans Day. So before we do anything else or talk about anything, we just need to give our thanks. Trees, before we keep rolling, is there anything you want to say? Or add, I should mention. I mean, yeah, what more can we say? We thank you for your service. Um, if it was a while ago, if it's current, whatever, right? Uh, one of our best followers, Kevin Williams, he he's uh, in the Air Force, and we can't thank you enough. So shout out to Kevin Williams, and really shout out to everybody. Um, really, this country would be nothing without all of you. So thank you again. Absolutely. Perfectly said, Trees. And now let's just roll into old Tree Sivia and get this episode rocking and rolling, baby. Back to back. Episodes. Here we go. Somebody, somebody's got a few extra minutes on his hand. Apparently, I haven't been busy or something, so I got all hey. sorts of time. Okay, two players. All right. So not four. Uh, so, but it they are quarterbacks. So passing yards, passing touchdowns, interceptions, completion percentage, and quarterback rating. So very much exactly what we did last episode, but just two of them rather than four. So, player A has 2,541 passing yards, 28 touchdown passes, 8 interceptions, a 71 completion percentage, and 117.1 quarterback rating. Okay. And player 2 is... uh, 2,253 yards, 24 touchdowns, two interceptions, 67.5 completion percentage, and 117.5 quarterback rating. Ooh, pretty close on the old QBR. Okay, and they're both quarterbacks, of course, so making sure I'm just saying that as I write it down because I almost botched it. Um, So, within this... Quarterback A has more yards, more touchdowns, more interceptions, a higher completion percentage, but is .4 lower on the QBR. Okay, so quarterback two, 24 touchdowns and two interceptions. How many games is this in? Is this in this year? Is this so far into the season or what? That is through this season, yes. Okay, so so far in the 2020 season for through nine weeks. Have they played all nine games, both of them? Uh, they both have had their bye, so they both have played eight. Okay. Perfect. So through week 10, they've played eight games. Okay. And so within this, eight interceptions already? I guess that's not that bad. But Okay, so looking at quarterback B... Less yards, of course, less touchdowns, less interceptions, lesser completion percentage. That, like, that just, to me, kind of shows like you're 300 yards lesser than. For some reason, I kind of have a feeling like you're probably not a pass-heavy team, but like saying that's also awkward because you have 24 touchdowns and two interceptions through eight games that you through ga- eight games that you've played. But the 300-yard difference there, I guess it's not that much. It's a little less than 300. Um, I'm probably going to take quarterback A just because more yards, more touchdowns within that. Yeah, you're probably throwing more. There's more opportunity for interceptions. And within that, you're 3% high in your completion percentage and your QBR is roughly the same. I mean, I don't understand how you can be 0.4 of a difference. The way they calculate it is its own thing. So it is what it is. But so personally, I'm going to take quarterback A here with the more yards, touchdowns, even though they have more interceptions as well. Okay. All right. Uh, who do you think these players are? So, since I have eight interceptions, <laughs> that takes out Carson Wentz because I think he leads the league with like 12. Is this eight interceptions? Is it going to be Phillip Rivers? It is not. Okay. Big. Uh, there's no way it's Big Ben. Is it Big Ben? He hasn't thrown that many interceptions. No, okay. it's not. Um, Russell Wilson. Uh, it is Russell Wilson. 
is quarterback A. Player A is Russell Wilson, yes. Look at me go. Okay. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Well, player B, there's no way it's Patrick Mahomes because he hasn't had his bye week yet. Um, yeah, I gave that, yeah, I gave that one away. Okay, perfect. And he only has one interception. So, two, Aaron uh, Aaron Rodgers. Is the only player, correct with player two is Aaron Rodgers. You are correct. Hey, hey. I am actually 100% shocked that you took player A. Every time we do this, you have a history of going, that's too many interceptions. I'm taking the other guy. Yeah, but I felt within that, like, the yardage and touchdown differences, you're probably taking more shots, but you still have a higher completion percentage. Now knowing that it's Aaron Rodgers, it's probably because he's just throwing the ball away instead of chucking it downfield and possible interceptions. So, (laughs) within that, uh, now it really just falls. Yeah. When you remind me of my past history of taking these, the reason I do is because, oh, 28 touchdowns sounds nice, but eight interceptions, it's probably cost you a game or two. And you look at Aaron Rodgers, 24 and only two, probably usually not game-detrimenting type turnovers when there's only two. Yeah. I should have, thinking this over now, now that we've done this, I should have done three players and done Patrick Mahomes. And then I should have just figured out, like, for you to be like, okay, who's the MVP favorite? Right, because a lot of people are saying it's these two and and Mahomes. I should have done that. So missed opportunity on my part. Hate to see it, but you know it happens. Well, then I would have picked Mahomes because you know all of his stats. Not all of his stats, but it would have been less interception, right in the middle on touchdowns. Um, I think he's higher than yardage on both of them, and I think his completion percentage is actually pretty dang good. So I'm pulling up Mahomes' stats right now. So this year he has – so yeah, just write these down. 66 completion percentage. Yeah, I'm looking at him right 66.9, now. a 2,600, yeah, 2,687, 25 His touchdowns. Is, whoa. How many interceptions does he have? Interceptions is one. Okay, his rating. Okay, his QB rating. Yeah, rating. Not QBR. Don't look up QBR. I'm Dang, not his rating is lower. Oof. <laughs> oof, oof, oof. <laughs> I don't know who I would have taken. It, it probably still would have been Wilson. Oh, no. <laughs> Be interesting. I mean, it just shows that, like, I mean, you and I have been on board of Mahomes, obviously, being MVP. I mean, we had them at midseason season MVP. And a lot of people, like, when you look online, a lot of people didn't have him as MVP at midseason. Now that last week happened again, you know, a lot of yeah. people are starting to say that. But, you know, at the mid. But we did. Um, and I feel good about it. People are saying Josh Allen belongs back in the mix and, like, looking at it. No, he doesn't. He's only, I mean, he's got less interceptions. He's got more yards than Russell Wilson. Less interception, more yards. Of course, not as many touchdowns. He's been sacked less. But his rating's 107. So, I mean, his rating is 10 points lower. I think I think he's just like in that tier two now. I think he's like the the top of tier two where, yeah, sure, he might be able to get back into that the conversation, but he's out. Yeah, it's like we need to see him be the reason that they're winning games. Does that make sense? It's like, why'd they win today? This throw was because of it. The first the first month of the season, we were saying that, though, right? Yeah. Like, it was him. And then he's just had a couple of down games. Not saying that he doesn't have a chance of put, going back into it, but I think it's a three-person race at this point. So, we'll see. Um, all right, moving on. Tack McKinley, we talked about him yesterday. Uh, he got released. He did get picked up on waivers today. And uh, I said, I don't know if any of the teams in the top 10 are going to be picking him up. One of them did, <laughs> the Bengals. Uh, and, I mean, it makes sense. They just got rid of Dunlap, probably wanting um, just another edge rusher there and could be a good fit. Uh, you know that you're going to be chasing down a lot of quarterbacks in that division. 
Uh, you know, you got Big Ben who's hard to bring down. You obviously have Lamar Jackson running around. And, you know, as much as we like to shit on Baker, he, he still knows how to move around in the pocket. So, um, good pickup for him is basically all I have to say about it. I think he went to a better team than the Falcons. I know the record might not show it, but kind of like the direction that they're heading, I think is more positive um, than it was with the Falcons. I feel like there's more structure there for him. Uh, we've kind of seen everything in Atlanta fall apart in a way. Matt Ryan is getting older. You know, the playmakers, of course, we know with Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley and then uh, Todd Gurley being in the mix as well. But, like, this defense, I think, is going to be more enjoyable for him to play in as well than Atlanta. Excuse me, than Atlanta. So maybe he comes in more motivated, more ready to play, more willing to play. Um, if so, that's kind of what the hope is for Tack McKinley and the Bengals. That's why they picked him up. But that's just kind of where I'm that those are my thoughts on it. It's not something I'm like, I don't think this changes them in winning any games. I think it, it helps the defense though in certain ways, but I don't know how much it just makes a, a difference in them you know, making more stops or putting themselves in positions to win games. Yeah, I agree with you there. Uh, all right, what else do we got? Oh, uh, NFL agreed. Uh, they voted and they agreed that if the season had to end early, let's say a lot of COVID cases are breaking out, they need to try to get this season finished and they need to just cut the season down, they would agree to at a 16-team playoff where it's eight on both sides rather than seven. Uh, so that would be a little chaotic wow. if that actually happened because we're obviously used to only six. This year is already going to be weird having seven. If you have eight, I mean, it, half the teams in the NFL make the playoffs, you would you would have some upsets, and it would be fun. Within that, like, no one gets a bye week, right? Uh, I didn't see, but I mean, there's no way of making that happen without a buy, yeah. right? Like, you'd have to, you'd just have to just go. So, yep. Damn. I kind of want to see it now. I don't want the season to end early, but I would like to see half the NFL be in the fucking playoffs. That'd be crazy. <laughs> really? <laughs> the would. amount of just like rooting for chaos in that situation it would be very beneficial for some people that like that. Um, within that, though, I like it. We are in week 10 of the NFL season. I used to say this like every episode last year. It was like, man, we're already at this point in the year. We're already halfway. We're over halfway through the season. This is the stretch. This is where teams are like, okay, we are either aiming for the playoffs. We are finalizing our run and clearing things up for a run at the Super Bowl. There are select teams that are, are truly in that position and capable of being able to do that this year. Um, and then there's other teams that are just flat out like, yep, we're done. That's pretty much it. Let's just kind of fight tooth and nail a little bit to just get through the year healthy and just ready to move on because this season's just pretty much over for us. Um, this first game that we're going to go over, though, is not the situation for these teams because either one could win the division. One of these teams was in the AFC Championship game last year. I don't know if they necessarily make it back this season, but they finally got things back on track last week, and this week they have the Indianapolis Colts visiting. The Tennessee Titans are favored by two. Within this game, I'm taking the Tennessee Titans. Um, I think what they saw last week with the Baltimore Ravens and how they were able to create pressure um, and wreak havoc on that offensive line and Phillip Rivers at the end uh, will be beneficial for them in this game. And I think Derrick Henry gets back on track too. I think we're at that point of the year where he starts getting carries and he just gets harder and harder to tackle and it's getting a little colder outside. People don't want to mess with it. I don't blame them. Colts played a run-heavy team last week as well. It is going to be a fun game. I am excited to watch this one. This is a game that I definitely will be watching because my Kansas City Chiefs do not play this week. So, Titans favored by two. Taking them here. I don't disagree with you. I think that this is actually a pretty easy game. I think that the Titans kind of roll them. And I think that... I think that it stays close for the first half. And then I think the Titans just are too powerful for the Colts. I... I could see it being a low-scoring game, though, uh, but in the end, it's just, yeah, can they stop Henry as as he's going in the fourth quarter? So, And I don't think that's the case. Uh, it will be fun to watch because guys like Xavier Rhodes have done a lot better uh, this year, so like watching him against A.J. Brown and that could be a lot of fun. Uh, so... I said they're going to roll, and now I'm like over. Now I'm thinking, I'm like maybe it's actually going to be a better game than what I think. Um, <laughs> so, but I still do think the Titans win, and I don't think it's a one-score game. So um, for me, that's why I'm taking the Titans at minus two. 
Gotcha. Um, I don't know if I talked to you about this yesterday, um, but last week I put in a five dollar parlay, um, that would have won me ten thousand dollars. The reason I didn't get it was because of the Buffalo Bills. I say reason is the reasons was because of the Buffalo Bills, um, and the Denver Broncos. I thought the Broncos so would cover. It was. They did not. They got close, it was a five, but they didn't. Five-game parlay? Uh, I did every game except for uh, Miami-Arizona because what I didn't the trust game? myself. The Jags game, um, I actually had them covering, I believe. Um, yeah, that, that sucks, though. Yep. That's, a, that's a heartbreaker. Yep. And then like the Chiefs Panthers game, I just picked the over because I was like I don't I'm not trusting myself on the spread. Picked the over, nailed that. So it was like I was right there and I was so pumped throughout the day and then like the Broncos you like you see them starting to make somewhat of a comeback and it was like god totally. damn it. Like, yeah. Why? Why do you have to stink <laughs> this sure. week? Oh, it man. is what it is though. <laughs> um in saying that, <laughs> the Texans Browns this week, hopefully I can do the same thing because I'm a little bit more confident in this week than I was last week uh, with some of these games. Again, some. Texans, Browns, the Browns are favored by three. They are the home team. I'm taking that. Like, I'm taking the Browns to win this game with the Texans. I just don't know how their defense is going to slow down the running game of the Browns. I think Baker Mayfield finds a way to make things happen. And then the Texans, I just... I don't know what their offense is going to do against this defense. I don't know how it's going to work out. Is Will Fuller going to be playing a whole game? Uh, I think David Johnson uh, missed practice. Not looking like he might play this weekend. It just anything that could be going wrong for the Texans this season is, and it sucks after the success that they had last year. Yeah. I mean, it's the revenge game for Duke Johnson, right? Uh, coming back. <laughs> for uh, sure. But no, really, I, I have the Browns winning this game and winning it pretty handily. Coming off of a bye you get Nick Chubb back. Uh, they're getting Jacob Phillips back on the at linebacker. They they're just getting healthy, right? Like they it felt like they had a bye week at the perfect time. So uh, I actually think this is the month where the Browns take a huge run. I think November is a big month for them, and they may solidify themselves as a playoff team uh, this month. So taking the Browns there. Moving on next, we have the Washington Football Team at the Detroit Lions, and Detroit Lions are. Four-point favorites. And after the way that the Lions played last week, I don't know if I can take them. And that (laughs) sucks because for the last few weeks, I've been like, this month of November, they have a huge chance of like winning some games. But they've just gotten blown out the last two weeks. Losing to the Colts, which I expected. But I didn't – I thought they were going to compete with the Vikings, and they didn't. Uh, The biggest thing, though, is like they were getting blown up in the run game, which – Washington just doesn't have right. Like they're they're not that great there. Uh, but also, I don't know if this offense of the Lions is going to be able to do anything with the pass rush of Washington that they're going to bring. And I think that's the biggest difference. Uh, Stafford's been missing throws left and right. Uh, it feels like it's just very inconsistent. And so I'm actually going to take Washington to cover this game. Yep. Um, I'm actually going to as well. I thought I would gonna I was going to be alone on that. Um, I like the way Antonio Gibson has been playing the last couple of weeks. He has proven to be kind of the workhorse for the Washington football team. They lose Kyle Allen. I believe Alex Smith is getting the start within this. I, yeah, no one else is there really for him anyways. But within this, it's like Alex Smith came in last week when Kyle Allen got hurt, and he threw three interceptions. Now, one of them I don't think was necessarily his fault, and the other one I think was just a miscommunication. The third one dude threw it right at him. I guess he just didn't see him. But within that, I look at Washington. If they can run the ball against the Lions, like the Colts and the Vikings have the last couple weeks, they're going to be fine. The Lions not having Kenny Galladay has like completely shut down their offense. Like they're not they're a totally different team and it's nice to know that as a player personally for Kenny Galladay is knowing is like, "Man, when I'm on the field, I make that much of a difference." But at the same time, you got to look at it and be like, why does he make so much of a difference? Like, why does that one player alter the entire way the uh, the functioning of this offense? So, with him not being here again, I'm st- I have to take Washington. Like you said, Trace, their defensive line's too good, and I I don't trust the lines anymore. Like this is what we see year after year with them. It's like they start kind of wacky. They're gonna figure it out, figure it out, and it's just everything falls off the deep end. 
in yeah, I'm I'm taking Washington here comfortably. Next game, the <laughs> your Jacksonville Jaguars are making the trip to Green Bay to face the Packers, where the Packers are favored by 13 and a half. I'm taking the Packers. I think it's pretty evident on why the running game and passing game has been working well. For the Jaguars, defensively, not so much. Offensive-wise, I don't think it makes a difference. I agree 100%. <laughs> um, <clears throat> Devontae Adams is going to go nuts. Aaron Jones is going to go nuts. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, I I actually think the Jaguars' offense moves the ball on this Packers' defense. I actually do. I, I think... I was going to say. You're going to talk yourself into it, pal. There's a lot of points. Nah, I think that the Packers still cover. But I do think that the the Jags put up some points. I think that they're able to run the ball against this team. I think that uh, Luton, you know, he makes a few few throws. Um, I don't think that this is competitive. Obviously, I'm taking the Packers here. But I don't expect, like, the Jaguars to score, like, seven points. I still actually think that they'll score... 17 to 20 points. I just think that the Packers put up 40. Holy shit. Okay. So the Jags, the Jags set a record last week in Uh-oh. the NFL history. Seven Uh-oh. straight games in a row, um, or eight, seven or eight, where they've allowed 30 points in a game. And yet their defensive coordinator is still there. <laughs> I am sorry. <laughs> Next game, the Philadelphia Eagles. This is going to be a big division rival or big division game as well for the NFC East. Can't wait to not watch this one. Philadelphia Eagles traveling to New York slash New Jersey where the Giants um, are not expected to win this game at home. Philadelphia's actually favored by three and a half. I'm taking the Eagles to win this game. And the reason is, I think Carson Wentz um, in that offensive line, they had a bye week last week. This is kind of an opportunity for them to reset themselves this week and heading into it. Jalen Rager is back in the mix. We have seen Travis Fulgram take open a role in like being a lead receiver. I don't know who else is coming back for the Eagles, to be honest with you. And now that I'm going here, I look at the Giants. It's like, man, they've been close in every single game they've played the last five weeks. Is there a possibility they make this one close too? There is, but I still think the Eagles probably get like a game-winning drive right there at the end from Carson Wentz. So we're sitting there looking at him like, oh, my gosh, there's the old Carson Wentz. We've been waiting for him all year. He didn't mess it up. That is so much easier said than done this season. So I'm not, I'm not even going to try and praise him. I just think the Eagles come out victorious, and they cover. So there we go. They also get Miles Sanders back, which is huge. Um, Alshon Jeffrey practiced in full today for the first time. Sounds like he may be able to play. Not that he's anything great anymore in his career, but it's another weapon. And now Goddard, he did come back for the game right before his bye, but you could tell that he wasn't moving around as well as he was earlier in the year coming off of that uh, foot or ankle injury. Um, Now he had a bye to recover from that again and now ready to go. I think, I think this offense is just finally starting to get healthy, and it's going to start causing some problems. I think Jason Peters is back now as well. I think he came back right before the bye as well. So I just think they're getting healthy, and I think they're going to be able to run the ball pretty well. So uh, I also am taking the Eagles. Very boring for us that we're five games in, and we've chose the same thing. But, hey, that's how it goes. Uh, Bucks at Panthers. And the Bucks are five and a half point favorites. It does. Vegas says it does not matter that the Panthers played the Chiefs well, and the Bucks literally thought it was a bye week last week and just didn't show up to their game. They don't care. Vegas says we're still favoriting Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers by five and a half. And uh, I'm gonna take the Panthers. I think that the Bucks win this game. I do think the Bucks win this game. But I don't think they win by six points. I think that the Panthers play them tough. And uh, I think that their offense, the Panthers' offense is the biggest thing. Can they keep getting those big plays, even without Christian McCaffrey, who it sounds like he is not going to play uh, after one game back? But I think that this team is just being super creative. And they're going to be able to put up points. And the Panthers, I mean, it's going to be on the Bucks. The pressure's going to be on the Bucks to show up and actually match them punch by punch. 
Oh, you son of a gun. So I was going to take the Panthers, and I thought this was going to be a difference. But, like, the, as listening to you talk and thinking more about, like, both these games' matchups, like, the Panthers played the Chiefs well. And a big part of that was because of Curtis Samuel. Um, and him being open and not necessarily as a big a focus for the Chiefs' defense because Christian McCaffrey was back in the mix. And he is dealing with the shoulder injury. Like, he's banged up a little bit. I don't know if he plays this entire game. I don't know if he plays at all. Just to be frankly honest with you, so I am no. He's gonna, not playing. He's not playing. Okay, so yeah, yeah. I'm taking the Bucks then. Like their defense is embarrassed. One, it got embarrassed, and the offense has got to be livid with Tom Brady. Like there's no way you go back and you watch film on that game and you just sit there and you're like, "Up, oh, gotta fix this or that." I'm sure Tom Brady might have broken some stuff. Like I wonder if there was a yelling match. I wonder if he was yelling at himself. I just want to know like how you go back and look at that and then review it. Like, how how are your emotions re-watching it? Did you get even more aggravated with yourself? I think that plays a big role in this week, especially traveling to Carolina. You're, this is another division game for you. You cannot risk losing any more division games at this point. I don't think necessarily it takes you, like, out of being uh, division rankings because you're still good enough, like, You've already not won it because you lost to the Saints twice. And record-wise, you don't want to be put any lower in the rankings of the NFL playoffs, especially if there's a possibility that eight teams are put in on each side. It's going to be a little bit more difficult to win and make a run in the playoffs if you're the Bucks. But I think last week's embarrassment and in how tough the Panthers played last week, um, the Bucks just find a way to get this. They are favored by 5.5. I'm rolling with it. This next game, the Denver Broncos disappointing loss last week in Atlanta against the Falcons. It looked like they were close to making a comeback. Mental mistakes ultimately just killed them and lost that game for them. The Raiders, they got a big win against the Los Angeles Chargers in Los Angeles, thanks to Isaiah Johnson. Treese, not sure if you remember him. He was one of my senior bowl crushes that I had. Big, tall kid, runs a really fast 40, and uh, not a bad football player. Injuries rookie year comes in this year. Made plays. Earned himself more playing time. I want to see it this week as well. The Raiders are favored by five at home in Las Vegas. I am taking it. The way Derek Carr has played the last couple weeks, the way this offense has looked, the the offense is balanced. Like, they have – you talk about building a basketball team receiving-wise. They have it with Darren Waller and Henry Ruggs, and Nelson Aguilar has somehow learned how to freaking catch in contact situations. Props to him. I think I saw someone tweet a couple weeks ago – Nelson Aguilar might be the first person to ever go to Las Vegas and improve his quality of life. Uh, thought that was pretty funny to share with you guys. So within this, favored by five, I'm taking the Raiders. I just I don't trust the Broncos right now and what their offense is going to be. But there is a possibility they win this game, and there is a possibility they cover because when the second half switches, Drew Locke turns into a different player, and this offense is just pretty much playing balls to the wall, nothing to lose. Let's go make it happen, and that's what I like. But the Raiders, they're too balanced on offense, and I think they just kind of control this game and run away with it. I 100% agree with you. I actually thought you might slide in and take those Broncos. So, again, we will be the same. I think that I think this is a big Josh Jacobs game. I think that he's had a few down weeks, and I think this is the week that he has one of those typical Josh Jacobs games, 110 rushing yards and like two or three rushing touchdowns. I think that they just rely on him and say, hey, we're 5-3, and three. let's get to 6, let's go. It's time for us to start playing tough hard-nosed football and this is what it's going to be even with them having more faith in Derek Carr which they clearly are I think when it's all said and done uh Gruden's going to say yeah this is the Josh Jacobs show on offense um as we get further into the year so I will take them as well moving on Chargers versus Dolphins we have back-to-back picks here where it was Tua and Justin Herbert them playing up against each other should be fun uh, super excited to watch this game. Speak, before I get into this, uh, though, finally, the NFL fixing up their schedule. So I don't know if you've noticed, but they only have five morning games and six afternoon games. Okay. Which is which is awesome. Yeah. Like, I'm all for it being even rather than the typical 10 in the morning, 2 in the afternoon, and then Sunday night, Monday night. Uh, so this is going to be awesome. But coming back to this game... It honestly, it's difficult to not take the Dolphins the way they've been playing the last two weeks. Like, how how can you not take them? They are playing fantastic. They are dominating. 
And I don't know if I'm just on this Justin Herbert train just just leading. I'm, I'm not leading it, but like I feel like I'm just like moving up in the train, just like wanting to get closer and closer to it, where like I don't want to go against them. And uh, it sounds like Joey Bosa will be back. He was missed last game quite a bit. Uh, can him and Ingram get pressure on Tua? Um, Tua's going to scramble around. You saw that a lot uh, last week, which was awesome to see, but... They have a guy in night, Kenneth Murray, that could do a spying job on him if, if need be. I'm saying all this stuff. No Preston Williams for the Dolphins. I actually thought the Dolphins stopped. I don't know, man. This one's so. I'm going to take the Chargers. I'm going to do it. I don't feel good about this. Like, I think I should take the Dolphins. I should take the Dolphins, but my heart, which is what you cannot do when you're gambling, messing with your heart, and I'm going to do it anyways, taking the Chargers. All right, I am going to take the Dolphins. The way their defense has been playing, they're hard to stop. Their pass rush is quick. Their secondary is not bad. It's been expensive, but it's not bad. Like The Dolphins have looked like a playoff team. They're, they look like a team that can come in and shake some things up, honestly. And there is a possibility that they still win this division. Like That's not out of grasp for them. That's, like, that's still a reality, a, a possibility for the Miami Dolphins, especially with two at quarterback. Now... If this turns into a shootout and then we're going sitting here going back and forth, this might fall into the hands of the Chargers because I don't know if Tua can keep up or the offense can keep up with the Chargers in just all reality. This game is in Miami. I am excited to watch this game, especially in the afternoon. I'm but I am taking Miami. I just I trust the Miami Dolphins defense more than I trust the Los Angeles Chargers right now. But if you were to flip the tables on offense, I am gonna favor Justin Herbert as well. Like love the kid right now like i love watching the dude sling the ball down the field i thoroughly enjoy it a lot more than i thought i would realize and i almost need to stop because the amount of battles that are going to take place between him and patrick mahomes in future years as these teams continue to develop and you know maybe the chargers catch up after the chiefs get into salary cap hell with trying to pay all these stars at the same time in the next two or three years maybe these games are a little bit closer than we all would like to think uh, they would be. So, in saying that, I am taking the Dolphins. No more praise to the Chargers. That is it. Let's get to our next one, another AFC East team. The Buffalo Bills are traveling to Arizona, where the Cardinals are favored by one and a half. This is another one of those AFC East versus NFC West games where you have to travel all the way across the country to prepare for the game. The Bills are riding on a high. Josh Allen, 400 yards, four touchdowns last week. Your defense came up huge in creating turnovers. We've seen Kyler Murray struggle at times. We've seen him, you know, have multiple interception type games this year and just not not necessarily look the part. He hasn't looked like Kyler Murray at times. But within this, in the games that they have lost, you look at it and go, well, how did they lose this game? And you look at the games that they've won, it's like, damn, they did that to them? Number one offense? I don't know if it is after last week, but with the loss against Miami – I just can't help but wonder if the Cardinals find a way to win this game, even after how well Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills looked last week. So I am going to take Arizona, who is favored by one and a half. But it's that cross-country trip. It's the high of rolling last week against the Seattle Seahawks. Do you kind of roll into Arizona a little cockier? And is Arizona pissed about losing last week? So that's just kind of where I'm at. I think things maybe just favor the Arizona Cardinals a little bit more. Oh, I'm so upset you took the Cardinals. Um, I'm also taking the Cardinals. And uh, for me, it is, I think this is the game of the week. I think it's the highest scoring game in all of football. I think it's going to be so much fun to watch. And the Bills are ranked 30th in the NFL against deep passes. 30th. And guess who the Cardinals have? DeAndre Hopkins, Christian Kirk, Kyler Murray, who loves to throw it deep. Uh, I think they what have. The I think they have the second week? most deep plays. So um, I think I think there is just going to be fireworks on this game all the time. Like if you're trying to like watch Red Zone Channel or something like that, like it, I feel like it's just going to be the Cardinals Bills game majority of the time because there's just going to be so many points scored. So uh, bummer. I thought you were going to try to take the Bills after they beat Seahawks. So. Uh, that's all right. Uh, I mean, we only I'm have one too much difference. From you. I'm, what was that? I said I'm learning too much from you. You know what I mean? Maybe. 
Yeah, I mean, but here's the thing: is I'm up by two on you. Like we only have one difference right now. You you can't catch up if you keep just choosing the same thing as me. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Um, moving on. Uh, one of my favorite matchups of the year: uh, Seahawks versus Rams. It's always fun, even when the Rams were complete dog shit and the Seahawks were really good. These games were like intense, and like you'd have like twelve to nine. Like, it was just, like, awesome games. Defensive battles. Uh, I kind of want to take the Rams. Um, they are 1.5 one uh, or a point and a half favorites. Mm-hmm. Uh, but did the Seahawks actually lose two in a row? I just have a hard time believing that they lose two in a row. That's the biggest thing. But Rams coming off of a bye, they know they have to win this game. Like, if they want this division, they have to win this game. They're at home. Oh man, I'm I'm gonna do it. I'm taking the Rams. God and dang I... it! Middle finger to you, dude. Middle freaking <laughs> finger to you. Oh, I thought I this was one of those games where I was like, "There's no way he takes the Rams." Like I was looking at the schedule, like, "Oh, I'm so taking that." Like that's gonna be a huge difference, and he's gonna look at me and be like, "Are you serious?" There ain't no way. Damn it. Um, and before you start, Gerald Everett. I just have this gut feeling. Huge fantasy. Yep. yep. All right. I mean, I'm I'm agreeing with you. I'm taking the Rams here as well. Just because, I mean, you saw what the Bills did to take advantage of Jamal Adams in coverage. We've seen Daryl Henderson running back for the Los Angeles Rams kind of come into the mold of being running back one for this team. And we've seen Jared Goff. I've said it all year. He's got like an effort mentality where I'm just going to sling the ball. I'm not going to overthink it. I see it. I'm going to put the ball there and make it happen. And that's what you got to have when you play the Seattle Seahawks. And then you look at the Rams defense and, you know, you got Jalen Ramsey. You got Aaron Donald. You have the pass rush there. It's like I think there's enough havoc being wrecked against the Seattle Seahawks who are still battling without having their, their two best running backs healthy like I just I don't understand how this always happens to the Seahawks but like within the last five years it's been an issue where right before you get to the playoffs your running backs are falling apart I I ultimately don't get it, especially with Russ cooking this season it is what it is though and it stinks but I do think the Seahawks lose two in a row and this is a wake-up call because last week they traveled all the way to Buffalo now they travel again to Los Angeles not as far of a flight you know not as far travel but still Back-to-back weeks of your body having to go up and down in the air and, you know, get accustomed and get ready to rock and roll and ready to play. You're professionals. Yes, I get it. But still, after a while, kind of beats you up and you're tired, especially after the beating you took last week. Like, maybe there's that extra motivation to come out and win with a division game. or Maybe you're just like, dude, I just need a break. Like, I just need to get things lined out and figured out. And I don't know if they get it this week because I, again, taking the Rams here, being favored by one and a half. Oh, man, it's going to be such a good game. I can't, like, again, I love that they are switching up the schedule, but, like, all the good games are still in the afternoon, so we still are going to have the problem of, like, (laughs) we can't watch all of them at once. Uh, Moving on, Niners versus Saints. I mean, this was one of those games at the start of the year that you circled, right? Like, you're like, yes, can't wait for this day. Mm -hmm. It's going to be awesome, and now with injuries and everything, it's kind of ruined it. Uh, Mostert will not be back. Uh, They just ruled him out this afternoon. They thought that they they were hoping that they'd get their running back back. It sounds like Sherman thinks he'll be back by week 11, which is next week, so he's probably still going to sit out this week. Uh, Saints now at home. Uh, Another week with Michael Thomas there, and... Uh, I think they're going to get Quan Alexander, who these two made a trade last week. Uh, I think they get Quan Alexander to play for them. I think that could be a nice little uh, bump for that Saints defense. So I'm going to take the Saints even at 9.5. I basically having to win by double digits to cover here, which I think is a lot, but I think the Saints can do it. Yeah, I mean, the Saints were rolling off last week. The defense had a hell of a game. You look at the 49ers, you don't have your number one quarterback. You don't have your number one tight end. I don't know, if De- is Debo Samuel playing? Uh, still questionable. Still questionable, so probably no. Like, you, you're losing your number one in, like, the top three positions that you freaking need him in, aside from offensive line. I just don't think you have a chance in hell this week, completely honestly. 
especially if Rich Sherman ain't playing on the defense. And even if he is, Taysom Hill's still there for the Saints, who they just can't not not let be on the field. So within that, he's probably going to make some plays himself. I wouldn't be surprised if we see Jameis Winston again this week. Where there's the Saints are just like, fuck it. Go sling the puppy. Go have some fun. You know what I mean? Yep. Welcome to New Orleans. So I think the Saints get an easy win here. This next game, though, a big division rival game in the AFC North. The Cincinnati Bengals traveling to Pittsburgh, where the Steelers are favored by seven. I'm hesitant on this, but I am going to take the Steelers favored by seven. I think the Bengals, they look good. They're playing good. I like them. I want to pick them to win this game, but... <clears throat> If I'm betting money and I'm trying to give other people advice on like where their money should go if they want to bet this, this is one of those games where it's like you would like to see the Bengals make something happen. You would be excited to see their offense do something. But the Steelers' defense is just too real. I think Avery Williamson is coming to play this week, um, if I'm right. So that just adds even more to the Steelers' defense. Like Tracy mentioned, to the Saints' defense with their game against the 49ers. I like the Steelers in this game. They played close last week. There's no way they're happy with that. Their offense is going to explode. Yeah, Steelers by seven. Uh, actually, news just broke too with Tech McKinley going to the Bengals. Uh, all it, you know, everybody's you're finding out who all made waiver claims, and there were four teams that made waiver claims on McKinley. Uh, it was the Bengals, then the Raiders, then the Browns, then the 49ers. Those were the four teams that made claims on. Them. 49ers would have been a good one. They need it. Yeah, they do. Um, this one's tough, man. Seven points. Got to win by two scores if you're the Steelers. Bengals coming off of a bye. Uh, you almost lost to the Cowboys last week. Yeah. I- I'll take the Bengals. I- I'll do it. Um, I don't feel great about it, but I-, I could just see this game being close. I could see Joe Burrow just making some plays. and I mean, the Saints were struggling to guard some of those wide receivers for the Cowboys, these wide receivers, like, honestly are almost just as good as what the... I mean, the Cowboys have three fantastic wide receivers, don't get me wrong, but, like, I love this combination that these guys have of Boyd and with Higgins and with even A.J. Uh, mm-hmm. Green, you know? Like, they have, they have weapons, so... The mix as well there. And Auden Tate is starting to play some more, yes, with uh, John Brown basically being on... Uh, John Ross. John Ross, sorry. Yeah, John Ross. So, yeah, okay. Yeah, I'll take the Bengals. I think I think this is going to be close. I could easily see you pulling this one out, but I, I think the game will be a good game. So, yeah. that wasn't um, an moving decision. on to Sun. Sorry, so, go ahead. That wasn't an easy decision. To, uh, that was not an easy decision in taking the Steelers. There you go. <laughs> All right, moving to Sunday night. We have the Ravens at the Patriots. Uh should be a good game. It really should. I mean, the Patriots are very smart on defense. I know that you want to take. I know that I actually know for a fact you are going to take the Patriots to cover this game, and um, you're going to say they played like shit last week. Their defense is good. Bill Belichick is a mastermind at slowing down, uh, taking out aspects of the game, which is the running game there, which are all valid points. I'm still going to take the Ravens because I think that this Ravens defense is going to make Cam Newton want to consider retiring football. <laughs> I think it's I, I think I, I think this Patriots you. offense just can't do anything. I just hate you because every point that you made is correct. <laughs> but my argument was Cam Newton is shit and he's gonna make mistakes and he's gonna lose them this game and it's gonna be the Ravens defense that's the difference. So you're taking the Ravens? Taking the Ravens. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, but I mean, I like, it. anything that I could have said about the Patriots is like, yep, 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 and yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. Love it. Um, let, before we go into Monday night, let's do our player prop bets, which, again, I have a ginormous lead on you now, so you'll catch up eventually. Maybe. You got three. I mean, that's uh, three more than last. Actually, it's only two more than last <laughs> week. But um, All right. Lamar Jackson, 214 passing yards. Less than <laughs> taking the under. Uh, I'll take the over. Really? Uh, yeah. Here, yeah. I actually pulled up stats here. He's he's done it like twice this year. Damn it! You like, you have you live rent free in my fucking brain. I swear to God. One hundred percent. One hundred percent do. <laughs> um, so yeah, and his biggest passing game was week one. <laughs> so uh, I mean, do you think? <laughs> 
How do you think I come up with these numbers, dude? I do a little bit of research here. All right. (laughs) Um, J.K. Dobbins, 46 total yards. And I did that because Mark Ingram is still questionable. He did practice today, so I kind of think that he is going to play. It's the first time he's been practicing. So I didn't want to do – like his rushing yards could be a lot lower, so I didn't want to do something weird. So that's why I did total yards here. 46 total yards for J.K. Dobbins, knowing Mark Ingram most likely is going to play, but – there's still that Q next to his name. Yeah, I'm taking the over here with J.K. Dobbins. He's taking a bigger role in this offense, and I think they're starting to trust the rookie. Um, and they kind of like it, and they realize, like, hey, if Lamar Jackson it just isn't working, J.K. Dobbins is here. And so I think he makes a play against this defense. Um, I'm not necessarily thinking he has, like, a monster play, but at the same time, I wouldn't be surprised. Like, he's gotten close. Maybe this is the game where he gets it. <clears throat> I hope so, but I mean, like last week was so frustrating watching him only get 12 carries, so that sucks. So I'm actually going to take the under here, and that's me more thinking that Ingram plays. If Ingram doesn't play, he for sure is going to go over, and I'll take this L. Okay. <laughs> like, that's how it's going to be. Uh, Mark Andrews, 51 receiving yards. So that I'm going to take the over because it's about the only guy Lamar Jackson thro- trusts throwing the ball to over the middle of the field. I think that's just self-explanatory enough as it is. Yep, I also am taking the over. Cam Newton, 205 passing yards. So with Cam, I'm going to take the over because I think they're going to be put in a position where they are down and they are losing. They're going to be forced to throw the ball, and it might come down to the end of the game where he gets just those garbage yards, and bam, there it is. I agree 100%. Damian Harris, who's taking over that lead role, looking good, uh, 62 rushing yards. I'll take the over. Um, At some point, I mean, they're going to start the game. They're going to try to – control the game they're going to try and control the clock you know in the pace of everything so they're going to be very run heavy and they're just going to try and make it work and i'm not necessarily saying harris you know breaks a play kind of similar to jk dobbins but if you're getting enough carries here with the patriots wanting to control the game clock and you know the defense is finding a way to slow down lamar jackson just enough uh picking up off what the chiefs did and the steelers and then how the colts were able to kind of contain him for a huge chunk of the game Bill Belichick, New England Patriots are going to figure it out as well, even though this is definitely a bum year for them. So I think Damian Harris does find a way to just kind of get the workload on offense and makes it happen. Yeah, all valid points. I did take the under, and that's more because if they do get down, it's not going to be him on the field. Um, it's going to be uh, guys like Burkhead and James White and whatnot. And so, um, but I could easily see. It. I still think that even if he even if he gets the under, he's still getting fifty plus. So it'll be close. Um, next one. This one was tough because what what pass catcher do you choose on New England when you're doing this? And so I'm just going with Jacoby Myers, who had a huge Monday night game. But it does sound like Nikhil Harry practiced today and might be back this week. So that might chunk you know take into his workload a little bit. But that's why I lowered the number a little bit and went with fifty six receiving yards. Yeah, I'm taking the under. Like, I'm just not familiar with who this guy is. You had a good Monday night. Outside of that, where have you been and what have you done? I don't think you come in this game and make that big of a difference. So, just for reference, the last three weeks, uh, against the Niners, 4 for 60, then against Buffalo, 6 for 58, and then against the Jets, 12 for 169. That's where he's at. Um, I'm actually going to take the over. I'll say that he gets one more big play. So, I'll take the over there. Look at that. We have one, two, three, four. We have four differences. Look at that. If you're right on all four, which you won't be, uh, you would take the lead, but you won't. Hey, so appreciate that'll be fun the confidence. To I'm pretty confident in mine. So, <laughs> um, moving on. Monday night, yourself, we have yeah, uh, NFC battle here. NFC North battle. Uh, Vikings at the Chicago Bears. Minnesota is two and a half point favorites. Who do you got? Um, This is tough. I'm going to take the Bears, actually. I think Dalvin Cook has been on a roll lately, but this Bears defense is still real, and I think the Vikings are going to look at it and be like, you know what? They're just, they know we're going to run. They're going to be preparing for the run. We're going to do a play action. We're going to have Kirk Cousins just toss it deep to Justin Jefferson. Kirk Cousins is going to fucking lose this game for him. Like, if this is going to be a Kirk Cousins special primetime game let's fucking lose right and then the bears are going to come in and be like we're not happy with the way we've played the last couple weeks this defense is probably super amped up that they intercepted the detroit lions three times two of those being matthew stafford one being um 
Mr. Mizzou, Chase Daniels. Thank you, Austin, for remembering that. And I just think the Bears come in and make a difference on offense where David Montgomery just hitting the hole and going. Allen Robinson, I think, makes some plays. I wouldn't be surprised Anthony Miller has a massive play this week. Um, but this just, to me, has one of those games where it's just like, what are you doing, Kirk? Like, what's going on? And at this point, if you play bad enough, I'm going to start calling you Kurt. It's not even Kirk. You are Kirk Cousins if you if you have a shitty game against the Chicago Bears, which is a real possibility. Division game, prime time. What else do you, should I expect? Yeah, and that's actually why I was taking the Bears as well. Like, until until he wins a big game, like I'm going to just continue to take the opponent here. And I think to the Bears, like like you mentioned, like the Bears know they have to stop the run. They stop Dalvin Cook. They are going to be successful. They have. They have great athletes in the back, in the defensive backfield, right? Like they know that they can guard these guys as good as Justin Jefferson is and Thielen. Like they they will have a game plan to be able to contain them. I won't say stop them because they're going to get their yards, but uh, the biggest thing is stopping the run. And then yeah, I think Allen Robinson has a good game. I agree. I actually do think that uh, Miller has a good game. It's going to be interesting because Montgomery is in uh, concussion protocol, so if oh, he doesn't play, right. they have Noel. <laughs> um, I don't even know his first name. And then uh, Cordell Patterson. Those are going to be the two running backs. So um, I think that it could easily turn into a very pass-happy Monday night game between these two teams if the Bears just say, yep, you are not running the ball. You have to pass. And then the Bears obviously are going to be doing that anyways. So, okay, so we're the same there as well. Uh, Bye weeks, we have your Chiefs, we have the Falcons, we have the Cowboys, and we have the goddamn Jets. <laughs> so, um, bummer for me, right? I have to watch the Jags lose, and I don't get to watch the Jets rooting for them to hope that they pull one off. So, unfortunate there. But um, these games are going to be awesome. I'm super excited about, like, five of these games, especially oh, yeah. that Bills-Cardinals game, Chargers-Dolphins. I think those two specifically I'm super excited for. Um, all the other ones are going to be good as well. It's the NFL. Even when you think the schedule's not that good, you have a hell of a time watching all the games because they're always going to be close. So um, that does it for us. Episode 158 in the books. Again, happy Veterans Day to everybody. We appreciate all of you again. And tonight we've been talking football. 